guys, welcome to another episode of Metal Mastermind. Your host and co-founder of Metal Mastermind, Jason Stallworth, and also host and co-founder of Metal Mastermind, the great Ken Candelis. Yeah. Dude, what's up, man? <laughs> I'm good, man. Oh, man, I was uh, super ecstatic because the other day I just uh, was able to get access to some uh, awesome stems. <laughs> uh to i, I uh, got the text and i got your email yeah oh That's my cool. god yes uh enter sandman can't wait to cool. just fool around with that and just listen to kirk hammett's like guitars and all the the mix like decisions that they did and like hearing them in isolation oh it's very 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 cool nice pleasure to have oh that's the benefit of being a teacher <laughs> I I actually love that album a lot, and I know that's um, me too. And today's today's episode is not about Metallica. We're moving on to the meat and potatoes here pretty soon, but we got to chat about this briefly because what we're about to dive into is, guys, it's pretty deep. I'm just warning you, so we're we're gonna get into some oh yeah the land of heartfelt stuff here. But uh, no, I a lot of hardcore Metallica fans from my era. You know, I just turned 48 this month, so. Uh, back in the 80s a lot of them just stopped liking metallica at, at the point of the black album they're like well I just like the first four albums me i actually and i love the first the first metallica albums love them uh but i've always been a diehard fan i love the black album i thought i thought kirk hammett he did some really if you really listen he did some eerie stuff on that album that brought out in my opinion his love for horror you know, he's a horror fanatic, man. Um, I've read magazines and stuff and articles where his his house, I think it's in San Francisco, how he has all these creatures and horror stuff all over the place, you know. Then you walk outside and it's bright and sunny. <laughs> but but his guitar playing, man, he just does. Like, if you listen really closely with headphones, you just hear some really eerie and creepy stuff in there. So I, I don't I love that album. It's, it's cool that you got the stems, man. Yeah, man. Uh, you're getting stuff like Kirk Hammett's guitars being inspired by, I'm sure, like Slayer and, you know, Raining Blood. Come on. That's like a an our movie in and of itself. So you get all these different types of inspirations. And I love R2. You know, we actually have like a couple of like horror movie posters hanging around the house. Ooh. So that, uh, it, I don't know, something about metal and horror, it just blends perfectly together. I think it's a natural, uh, how would you say, magnetic force <laughs> it is it really is a like one of my favorite horror movies too is insidious i thought that movie was just oh, I, I, one of my favorites yeah i love the supernatural stuff and you mentioned slayer i have been listening to a buttload of slayer lately too man in the gym so for some reason i've just i've just been ultra turned on to them uh you know carrie king's guitar playing is just it's just phenomenal man it's just a lot of energy to that oh yeah um, but dude and let's dive in uh real quick guys I want to give a shout out to one of our sponsors today, Electro Voice. Uh, so me, Jason Stallworth here, I am actually using a microphone that Electro Voice sent me. It is their RE20 microphone. And, and this yep. is like the ultimate podcast microphone broadcasting, uh, but it can also be used for vocals. I'm going to be testing it on uh, vocals for my upcoming album as well. So Electro Voice, thank you guys so much for sponsoring and uh, thank you for this awesome microphone. Yeah, you know, that microphone sounds amazing on kick drums. Oh, yeah. I didn't yeah. think about that. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, uh, When I did the Homeric album, we used an RE20 on the kick drum. And, oh, my God. It's just got, like, a chestiness to it that it, it, it's it's basically, like, you were talking about meat and potatoes. It's kind of like that for kick drums. <laughs> so if you want just that, you know, thickness to just kind of, come through a little more rather than just like the, the subby boomy aspect, which is great yeah. with like, uh, like you get a sub kick or even another microphone that really captures nice low, low end, uh, the RE 20, because it's like so much more focused. Uh, it, it, it actually doesn't have a proximity effect or it's a much more reduced proximity effect. So you don't get that like low frequency increase, but you still get all the information that's there. And it's just a little, which is great i love it i mean you should try it one day with, with the re20 it, it's just so good on kick drum you can use it on snare too it sounds fantastic on snare um it's well, a very versatile a drum set, mic dude i don't have yeah, a drum set so it's a very good mic <laughs> uh so I, i'm super stoked that uh electro voice is sponsoring today's video um yeah, yeah, i've had a lot of experience it. with their with their microphones 
But I, uh, I've been using their products for a long time anyway, you know, aside from the metal stuff that I yep. do. Uh, you know, I've been playing these live acoustic solo gigs, and I and I started out, my Sweetwater rep actually recommended the Electro Voice. Uh, I think they called the ZLX or something like that, the 12-inch uh, speakers, the powered speakers. So I yep. started out using those. I later bought the floor monitor, their PXM 12MP. So I've been using that gear for a while, um, and they just started sponsoring me about a month ago, and they sent me their uh, their column speaker system, the Evolve 50M. And then we started talking about microphones. So I've got several mics now. So again, uh, really cool equipment. But I want to point out, I don't like um, I don't like to promote something that I don't actually use. I I won't do that. Uh, so again, you know, I've been using Electro Voice gear for three or four years now, so it's it's pretty cool. And I went after them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, look, yep. I'm using your gear. What can we do? I've got these subscribers here. I'm doing this, and so we worked out something. <laughs> so very appreciative, very happy to have them uh, sponsor this. So thank you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. I use uh, Electro Voice speakers myself for rehearsal purposes. It's it's awesome, fantastic man. work. Um, but Jason, you know, let's let's let's. Get into uh, our, our meaty conversation today because um, we're talking a lot about really what happens if you lose everything. Um, what do you do as a musician? Uh, you and I, we've been through our own sort of experiences, right? You've you've been through your own uh, two divorces of, of marriages. I've been through uh, a divorce of a band, <laughs> and uh, I think that all you know, our personal lives, they are really, really closely tied with our music and i mean that's why music really kind of speaks to so many people right because it's very relatable uh on subject matter and uh, i just want to i want to dive a little bit deeper into what happened um you know and you can of course speak as much as you want or as little as much as you want about the situation but let's uh i i certainly want to be an open book about it so um maybe i don't know if you want to take this first and and just dive into it like what what was your experience like and uh how did you overcome your uh you know let's just follow what it is i guess our failures uh what did what did you do and how did you move forward from that well before we even get into that and i'll give you the short version i won't go on and on about the make it a sob story or whatever but uh because we're you guys we're doing this to encourage you number one first and foremost period okay this is this podcast metal mastermind is really about every one of you listening and, and whether you've been through something traumatic or a breakup divorce or a band breakup lost stuff or haven't lost stuff i i hope that you get value out of this i hope that you uh you catch some things that we're going to say that help you that's that's our goal at metal mastermind is just to build this community and help other metal musicians like yourself uh and to that i will say that you every one of you listening right now you can overcome absolutely any adversity in life you can you have it in you, just you. You can do that. You have the power within you. So I want you to just take a brief moment, just close your eyes, take a couple deep breaths, and just know, okay, I want you to have the courage to step out and the confidence to know that you can overcome anything. Doesn't matter what you're going through. You have got this, okay? Now, um, to clarify, I'm married to my current wife, Candy, and she is absolutely amazing. My life changed when I met her. I have accomplished so many things since we've been together. We met in 2008. Uh, we're, we're, we're shooting this in uh, 2023. I suck at math, but we've been together for quite some time and, and we're married and all that good stuff, you know. So she is absolutely amazing. Um, and at the time I'm doing this, I just turned 48 this month. So by the time I was 30 years old, I had been through two divorces just made some not so great decisions and you know i'm not going to shift blame i'm I'm not going to go down that road because you know what we all make our own choices uh down to the people that we decide to spend time with and be with and pursue things with right so i can't you know i can't shift the blame and i'm not going to go down that road uh doesn't matter at this point anyway but in the interim i literally lost everything right everything uh, and the details of that doesn't matter. It's just the fact that all my music gear, everything gone, right? I remember uh, moving from Pensacola to Tampa after my first divorce. I didn't have a whole lot to begin with. I was able to fit, um, I was able to fit like 
I had just like Fostex DMT recorder, eight track recorder. This is way back in the mid nineties, man. You like you you press the buttons on those things and record tracks. It was digital. It was one of the first digital generation recorders. And I had a guitar and maybe an effects processor. I think I still had my Digitech RP10, which I kind of wish I still had that thing. And I moved to Tampa and um, but I'd lost the house that I was in. I'd lost a lot of things, you know, oh, and I just kind of just kind of sometimes you just leave stuff behind, too. You're like, you know what? Uh, and again, guys, I want to make very clear. And in case other people are listening that might know my life, that you know, I'm not shifting blame on anyone. The only person we have to blame at the end of the day is really ourselves for our choices. However, this is important, guys. You cannot live in that blame. You cannot beat yourself up. I was the king of just beating the shit out of myself for decisions that I've made. And you guys don't hear me curse a lot, but I I literally for years just beat the living shit out of myself day in and day out for the life I had created for myself. You have to stop that now. I'm telling you right now, and I get chills and I hope you get chills too. If you're in that situation, you have to cut that out now. Moving forward, though, I uh, I did meet someone else later. Did the whole marriage thing again, you know, and literally lost everything. I, it was everything was always a financial struggle. Uh, I never really developed a whole lot of skills. You know, I, I had manual labor jobs, and then I somehow somebody took a chance on me in an office job. So that was my thing. After that, um, you know, I I went to college later. Uh, I had gone through junior college at a high school, but. I just, I never, you know, I just wanted to be a musician. Okay. And I've, and I've said this before. I wanted to be a full time musician. That was my passion. My decisions that I was making in my life did not align with that goal. It's very important, guys, that you understand this. If you have a goal, if you have a dream, you need to make sure the decisions you're making, every decision you make aligns with that goal and dream. Because if it doesn't align with that, well, guess what? You, you're fighting yourself. You're creating your own friction and you're going to be upset at yourself. You're going to be pissed off at yourself later. And the only person you have to blame is you because you made decisions that did not align with your goals and your dreams and what you want to do with your life. So anyway, second divorce happened. Um, and guys, just the typical stuff that comes with that. I went through chapter, uh, whatever the bankruptcy is, uh, you know, and chapter 11, uh, yeah, and I think it was chapter seven, actually. Um, oh, you know, seven, and it, yes. chapter seven. And all those years, too, I was paying child support. And guys, I want—I don't want to get into all the details, so I, I'll, I'll spare the details on this. But just a, a whole a whole crap storm that I created uh, with my life. So all that said, yes, I've, I've lost everything I've owned more than once. Um, I remember a time in my life uh, after the second, during, during the second and you know, right at the second divorce that I was basically pawning a lot of my music gear, you know, um, I got rid of a Jackson guitar as a P4 performer. I pawned it and I pawned it probably like three or four times. I'd always go get it back. And the last time I'd got it, I guess they didn't put it in the climate control area and it was all rusted out, dude, even though it was in a case. So I just pawned it again and just yeah, I left it there, you know? So, um, all that said, that's kind of my story. Again, things got better. I met my, uh, I started cleaning up my act a little bit because I, I kind of went off the deep end. We won't go down that road either. <laughs> Just use your imagination. <laughs> you know, did a lot of uh, damage to myself back in those days, you know, as, as a result uh, of that. But, you know, those are choices I made. And again, even after the, the divorces, after all the hardships, the way I dealt with that later well, that did not align with my vision that I had for my life, that I've always had for my life, that I'm living right now. I'm living my dream right now, Ken. You know, you and I, uh, I am I am partnered with you. I consider you one of my closest friends. I consider you family. We're partnered together here doing this. Um, I'm a full-time musician. I've got a, I've got a really awesome YouTube channel going. I've got albums out there. Yeah, you and I, Ken, we've got courses here on Metal Mastermind. Quick plug, metalmastermind.com. Go check out our courses. We've got a lot of online courses for you musicians out there, as you know. Uh, so I'm living the dream now, right? But at one point, multiple points, I lost everything, you know, and that can hit you really hard. That can even, it, it can it can throw you down this path of, you know what, screw it. I, it's just never going to happen for me. You can't envision Yeah anything further than what you can see. So that's my story. 
We'll get into how I handled that later in life, Ken. We'll talk about that. But I've been I've been talking for a while, man. I want I want to give the floor back over to you because you've got your story <laughs> of losing. You know, I lost things, right? But yeah. you lost you lost some things. You lost in a different way here, man. So let's hear your story. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I think you bring up this aspect of not everybody can go. And uh, and thank you. Also, I also look at you as family. And that's one of the reasons why I think Metal Mastermind is such a special place for a lot of people, because I think uh, a lot of you see that, uh, that we're very genuine in our in, in, in everything that we do. And that comes from a place of humility. Like we didn't we weren't handed anything. We built everything ourselves. So um my my side of the thing uh of the story really comes from uh working you know doing my my music where i actually and this is where you know my my fiance kind of also is part of this story as well um but i'll just quickly say that the people that i was working with uh on homeric for a long time i started homeric in 2014 and uh that first album was released in 2017. So it was a couple of years already to even get it through the door uh, for its first release. And uh, I, long story short, I was very close with these people. I consider them to be my brothers, you know, very much how I, I look at, you know, Jason uh, to be a brother of mine. And uh, we were involved pretty much in everything that we did. We were very close as a band. Uh, weekly rehearsals were also like a thing. We were very, very consistent. And when we got to a point where, uh, we went to the recording studio to actually record uh, the second album, uh, the, the energy that was there going into the studio already had a little bit of a, a taint to it because what was already leading up to that point was I was getting into a much more serious relationship with Elizabeth. This is already a year into our relationship at that point. And um, <laughs> actually, before I even get to the studio part, you should understand something. Uh, a year before that studio session, uh, when I had officially made Elizabeth my, my girlfriend, uh, it was on March 18th when we did that. That was that's our anniversary, March thirtieth, my birthday. Literally, like less than half a month away, um, I got kicked out of my sister's place. <laughs> oh, dude! And I love my sister very much, and she loves me back too. But I was I was doing stupid stuff, and I shouldn't have done what I've done. And uh, it, long story short, it was basically I, I, I stole some stuff from her. Uh, uh from her partner and uh that was that was wrong of me to do that and uh you know it just kind of at that moment it broke it broke some of that trust and you know we had to go our separate ways and i totally understand and i am totally at fault here but i was also in a in a situation where i was being influenced um by the wrong people to do certain things and those ended up actually being my bandmates so uh, between that time to the point where i went to that recording session I actually moved in with my bandmates. So that whole year, and I was, you know, working, developing my my music with them. It was between 2018 and 2019 where I actually finished my my book for Homeric. Uh, so there was a lot of stuff that got done. But when we got to that recording session, uh, I was much more serious with Elizabeth. And uh, when we got to actually performing our music, uh, Elizabeth. She came to the studio and she actually just kind of tagged on. And, you know, I said, you know, why don't you go in there? You're a great vocalist, you know, sing a couple of our things and let's see how that turns out. And I actually absolutely was floored how amazing her performances were. And uh, it started to inspire me in a different way for the Homeric Project and try to include her voice. And uh, I was very, very, very like sort of enthralled by it. So now she's my fiance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but when we were recording that, uh, I got a lot of bad energy uh, from my bandmates. Uh, and I'll never forget how they they looked at her. And it was uh, it was just very disrespectful. And uh, 
between that moment and a, and a month later, I actually went on tour with uh, uh, with a with a different band as their uh, monitor audio engineer. So I was just doing headphone mixes for them on stage, et cetera. And that entire time, my bandmates were not communicating with me as much as I was trying to reach out to them. And in the middle of that tour, or towards the end of that tour, they exploded. They exploded and how much they completely despised my decisions started saying names and uh, talking about how I was betraying the brotherhood. And I was completely at, you know, in awe and in shock. And by the time I got back to discuss um, disrespectful words were said, and uh, I was under the influence between, you know, trying to keep, some of my best friends at the time and keep the person I love too. So I was stuck between a rock and a hard place. And I, I desperately tried to keep both desperately, desperately tried. Uh, I felt as though that why should we have to separate certain things? Why can't we all get along and just do this thing to make best, better music. That's, that's really what my concern was. I just, I wanted to make Homeric just, the most amazing thing ever. And um, I remember asking the question, I said, you know, well, what is, what is Homeric to you? You know? And they said exactly what I said before. It's a, it was a brotherhood. And um, I never like thought, I mean, I, I always knew like the brotherhood of what the band was uh, and it was related to Homeric, but it wasn't what Homeric was. It, it don't, don't get it twisted. I mean, what I'm what I'm doing with Homeric is very much its own world. It, it's kind of like its own living entity. Um, and they 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 put the concept of the people in the band before the art that I was trying to create. Um, and I just didn't agree with that. And, you know, I remember going to Elizabeth uh, that very night and she actually gave me an ultimatum. She was just like. You know, if you're going to do, you know, anything with them, uh, I'm just not going to be a part of it anymore. And I just remember this gut feeling of um, I wasn't as afraid to lose my bandmates versus losing Elizabeth. I just remember that feeling. And that was probably the only thing that really made me do the switch where I said, OK, you know, honestly, I think I have more to lose with Elizabeth than I think with these bandmates because up until that point um everybody was slacking they nobody was really contributing anything meaningful um you know I even after that point redid any type of work that they had contributed lyrics whatever wow. it was I completely reorchestrated the entire project it took a whole year to do that um and I erased as much of their influence on that album as much as possible. Um, because I just, I couldn't, I couldn't deal with um, any sort of breadcrumb trail uh, that led back to them. Uh, it's something, this is something that I consider sacred, my music, honestly, you know, and Elizabeth saw for what I wanted it to be. And she just knew that that was the way to go. And I had to accept that. I had to accept that I had to lose people along the way, people that I really cared about uh, in order to make something that I thought was truly great and magnificent. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> it was traumatic. <laughs> it was, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't easy. Um, you know, your, your story also has a lot of that. There's, there's a whole lot of heartbreak that, I think we have to go through as musicians sometimes. I mean, you know, hopefully nobody ever really has to ever do stuff like that. But in, in some way, shape, or form, it molds you. It creates a a character that's that's much stronger, that's more resilient to pain. That that can that can see a difficult situation for what it is, and be able to maneuver and adapt. Uh, I think that's a huge skill that we 
sometimes forget in our society. Um, the world is painful. The world does not have rose-colored glasses. It, you no, have it to look at the world as for what it is. And uh, there are people out there that don't align with your vision. They, you know, and here's the thing too. People will always know you for when they met you, right? Jason, if I knew you since, you know, your first marriage, we'd have a much different relationship. If I met you back when you were in your teens, we'd have a much different relationship than from your first marriage, right? So people who meet you along the way on your journey, they will always remember that first impression, right? Which will always be the time that they knew you at the moment they met you, right? And they will always hearken to that too. For example, um, here's a, maybe this is a, a small, but you know, maybe it's a little bit relevant. Um, for the first album in Homeric, I remember, you know, not having a lot of money and I was kind of strapped for cash. I was a college student, right? And uh, by the time we got to record the second album, um, I was working Good Morning America. So I was very much already in my career as an audio engineer. However, uh, some of my other bandmates, and this was a bit of the struggle, right? Financially, people weren't really growing. Uh, people were kind of still stuck in the same place that they always were. Um, I worked a movie theater job in, I don't know, I guess 2011, 2010, you know, it was shortly out of high school. And uh, one of my bandmates worked with me then. That's when they got that job too. While I was doing Good Morning America, I was long gone from that job. They were still there at that very movie theater. And it's like, to me, I was, I was, I was frustrated because it was like, there were so many opportunities to grow and the person chose not to. Um, and these are the types of things where like, even at that point where I was like, Hey man, we're doing a real studio session this time. This isn't at the school where we hired a real recording studio with an SSL console and all this kind of stuff and a, and a, and a reputable engineer to make the Homeric record. Like we need you to pitch in. It's costly. It cost me $3,000 to do that recording session. And I said, I need you to pitch in. And he was just like, I can give you a hundred bucks. I said that what, <laughs> you know, that's, that's okay. But that's, that's not enough. And, you know, he's like, Oh yeah, well, Back in the day, I gave you 50 bucks to record this thing when we were in, in your college years. I was like, yeah, <laughs> back in college, yeah. like things are different now. You got to step up. And that's a lot of the things that happen in life. Right. Again, like I said, not everybody can go because, you know, not everybody has the wherewithal to do it. You know, you have to understand that if you're on a path to going somewhere Sometimes it's a lonely path and you got to take that and you got to take the chance that, you know, these people that you may care about and you may, may love, um, they just, they just don't have it. They don't have it and you have to move on. Um, and it's a painful decision. It's like shedding excess skin and growing into your new skin. You have to do it. Otherwise you, you will, you will slowly die. <laughs> well, sometimes you lose to gain, you know, and you, you brought up a point earlier, Ken, you know, you mentioned that uh, our hardships and losing things, losing people and just these circumstances, uh, you know, they build character, but, but I'll say they, they will build your character if you allow them to. That's a yep. decision that we have to make. That's the decision that you made. So, Ken, you know, had you decided to say, well, I'm sorry, Ellie, you know, you're, you're now fiance. Uh, this band's more important to me, this quote unquote brotherhood or whatever. You could have gone that route. Your life would be much different. I, however, don't believe you would be anything close, you know, to the amazing person and musician and, and composer that you are now. Had you stayed in that, had I stayed in, in the situations that I was in, and sometimes we don't have any control, right? If, if that person is leaving regardless, but had I stayed in, in that mindset, even the aftermath of going through something, sometimes we just bury ourselves in, in whatever, right? 
Uh, me, yeah. I just wanted to feel numb. I didn't want to feel anything, you know, but had I chose to stay in that, well, I, I wouldn't be four albums deep. You know, I, I wouldn't have, you know, I'm, I'm working on album number five now. We wouldn't have Metal Mastermind. So, you know, you and I, I guess we can pat ourselves on the back a little here. <laughs> Even though we went through these hardships, we made the types of decisions at the moments that we needed to make them that aligned with our vision. And even if the vision wasn't clear, we knew we wanted more out of life. We knew we wanted something to happen with our music or something in that arena. So we knew that we had to choose a path that supported that vision. And, you know, we both did that. And I think that's important when you lose things. You know, I was uh, one of my YouTube subscribers had mentioned that they were going through a divorce. Uh, and brother, if you're listening right now, just know, like, just like I told you, uh, you're going to pull through this. You will pull through this. Okay. Uh, but, you know, those moments are sometimes the moments that, that greatly define not only your character, but your next phase of life. Sometimes, again, we might not be able to uh, control how people treat us. Ken, you had no control whatsoever how your band members were were seeing the project, the band, and how they were seeing you and the things that they were saying, uh, you know, about you, your your music, and about Ellie, right? You have no control over that. We have none. But we can control how we react to that. You know, if you're going through a situation like a divorce, you might not have any control. At the moment where it's at right now, you may not have any control over the way that person uh, feels towards you. But you control the way you act. And you always have to remember that your destiny is much greater than your circumstance, yep. whatever that circumstance may be. So just you know, all of you listening right now, just make sure your decisions are made with that in mind, that your decision you're making right now to listen to this podcast. Thank you, by the way. We greatly appreciate you. I hope you guys are uh, I hope you guys are getting a lot out of this, but know that whatever you're going through in life, good or bad, right? Because sometimes we can make bad decisions when, when things are good in life, right? Sometimes we we get a little relaxed, like everything's going great. You know, I can just kind of relax and then maybe you slip up over here or something. Look, every decision you make matters in life. Be conscious of every every thought, moment, and action. And know that your decisions, they need to align with your vision for your life. It doesn't yeah. mean that you can't let your hair down now and then. I don't have hair. Ken does, but you know, <laughs> it doesn't mean you can't have a good time. I'm not saying like you have to go live like a monk and just, you know, do breathing exercises for 24 hours and, and I have a good time. It's not what I'm saying at all. But again, going back to every decision you make, it matters, guys. Everything matters because it can impact whether you're getting closer to your vision or whether you're being pulled further away from that vision. Yeah. You have to, uh, you have to reassess your situation every, every so often, uh, and reflect about where it is that you're going. Uh, because sometimes, you know, we get caught up, we get caught up with life and, uh, it leads us down a, a path. And sometimes you have to, you know, adjust course, uh, it's, simple as that and my my father used to always tell me you know just like follow your north like that's that's kind of always been his his tagline and i always I like that. that a lot I, it, it follow your north. my head now yeah yeah because it, it is uh you know follow what's true to you and you know always do the thing that you love and keep going after what it is that you are trying to achieve in life and yeah. that always stuck with me and he always told me that ever since i was in like high school so um, I got a lot of love for my father in that regard. And, uh, there's a lot of truth to these sort of things because, you know, like if you want to use the analogy of, of a sailor on a ship, right. Using the North star, trying to really, you know, find this land that he's looking after. Um, he's going to come across hurricanes, monsoons, you know, high winds, high seas, calm waters, it's everything in between on the ocean icebergs <laughs> hopefully doesn't sink right but yeah. you know you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna come across all these different sort of situations and you know you have to navigate through them if you want to get to the other side so uh always just kind of use the northern lights though right the the, the your your north your star whatever you want to call it always use that as your guide and you know no matter that what it's happening in your life, storm or calm waters it's always going to be there that you can always find your way and just keep going after that um that's why i love about you know that that phrase 
So oh, I love it, know, dude. I mean, you're and you're doing Viking talk, man. You're talking about these cool icebergs and storms and the the northern <laughs> lights. Like I'm thinking about, man, we're Vikings now, dude. We need to go play some Viking death metal. <laughs> yeah, let's bring a Monomarth on to yes, uh, the podcast for that, right? <laughs> I, dude, I love a Monomarth, man. I I love them. I I remember hearing them for the first time in concert here in tampa several i think it's like 2017 or something like that yeah and i was like oh this is just is such a i think it's a the, the jones viking uh album oh man my my, cool show. my first experience with the monomarth was twilight of the gods oh man yeah twilight of the thunder gods yeah that's a yep. that's a great album dude <laughs> yeah that was uh that was a great great time uh with the speak sea serpent on the cover and stuff like yes. that yeah great yeah. great cover um but yeah i think you know, Jason, I think when, when you, when you go through a hard time, um, I think in that moment you have to feel your emotions. You, you really have to allow yourself to, to feel everything. And, uh, you have to almost mourn what was lost and move forward from that by, by allowing yourself to do that. It, it's like, you, you know, you have to, give yourself that liberty of saying goodbye. Um, because if you don't, you, you're going to hold on to that forever. And it's going to be a grudge, a regret, you know, sullen wrath, even. Um, you have to make sure that you make your peace. And then only then will you be able to really grow from that. Otherwise, you join the Sith and you become like Anakin Skywalker and <laughs> Darth Vader, for that matter. Yeah. You can't live in it, you know. You and I, I think you know. And you and I learned this as entrepreneurs because that's what we, you know. I know that's a cool word, but I mean, we we do. We own L, the, an LLC, Metal Mastermind LLC. Can uh, you have your own music? And I've got stuff going on. So, you know, we're we're true entrepreneurs. I can say that. But one of the things we learn in business is that, okay, so what? You fail but you better fail fast, right? Yeah. You can't spend too much time at all. You can acknowledge, okay, this is a mistake. Okay, let me pick up the pieces. Let me move on. Sometimes you don't even pick up the pieces. You just leave the pieces on the freaking ground and you just move on, right? It's like, okay. Mm -hmm. And because of the things that I've been through, Ken, and because of just some, uh, you know, we evolve as humans, right? We, we Hopefully you're either growing or, or you're not growing, right? One of the two. Uh, I'd like to think that I'm constantly taking a few steps forward, uh, even though I might fall behind a time or two here and there, which happens, you know, I almost tripped coming up the steps of the studio the other day. So that'd have been a bad fall, <laughs> but you know, I, what I've, one thing I've gotten out of, uh, just being alive is one thing is gratitude. I am so grateful every yeah. morning and I put myself in that state of mind. I start my morning out like that every morning, but also another thing I'll tell you guys is that I really don't have attachments to things uh as much as i as much as i once did i don't people talk about sentimental value and, and and things of that nature uh anything with sentimental value to me usually is going to be revolving around people you know like this is this is a time uh you and i doing this podcast well this whole thing that we're doing has got sentimental value uh the places my wife and i go when we when we go take a trip you know we have our own youtube channel now too and doing more stuff with that i get to edit those videos and kind of relive that moment so there's some sentiment there but as far as things ken you know you and i were talking earlier before we started uh i could lose everything in my studio guitars amps everything and i, and I don't have a ton of gear you guys know i'm, I'm somewhat of uh minimalist when it comes to gear i love guitars like the next guitar player does but i don't have a wall of 30 something guitars i've got like i've got three guitars hanging on my wall i got the bass i've got a telecaster and acoustic so i suck at math again was that six something like that five uh, i might pick up yeah five. Oh crap see i told you i suck at math dude <laughs> well i may pick up a six guitar uh, uh this week but anyway so I don't have a ton, but if I lost everything, and I'm, I'm dead serious about this, man, if I lost everything right now, it would suck, yeah. But I would just, I would just start over, you know. I would just get the the basics that I need to write and record music with, and I just start over. I'm like, so what? It's stuff, you know what I mean. So I don't really have, I don't really have that sentiment where losing things would just completely destroy me, you know. So I've kind of let that go. And there is, um, there's a 
a sense of freedom and liberation that comes with that. There's a weight that I don't have on my shoulders, you know, when just with that mentality, it doesn't mean I want to lose everything. I don't, but if, if it did happen, I just, I'm not really, I'm not emotionally hanging on to anything. Uh, well, you inherently uh, recognize that the value in anything in your life really does not mean any material possession. That's all it, it really is. doesn't dude. No, it doesn't. You know, you, you put the value in the people that you love and the experiences that you share with them. And that Absolutely. says a lot about the person and character that you are, you know, it's, you know, a lot of people have a hard time moving past the materialistic thing, which is why I love the people that I'm around. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, and what I am just also very, very, like much like you uh i've learned quite a lot about what is valuable in this world and i'm lucky to have what i have you know i mean i mean i have this whole studio behind me yeah you but a killer you know, studio is, too man thank you man <laughs> but this this studio came after the fallout from my band you right. know so it's like i mean honestly with with the gear that i had while i was with my band they vandalized that stuff they 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 stole also some some of the equipment that I had, and I remember you like, telling me about that, man. That's 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 crappy. Yeah. That's horrible. I mean, dude. you know, yeah, but that again, it's like, is it the end of what I do here? No. You know, it's like I I have here all the things I need. Um, and like I even said, I even redid a whole bunch of stuff. So. You know, uh, and you're, and that, you're pointing to your mind right there. Uh, those of you listening, if you're not watching this on YouTube, you're, you know, you're pointing to your mind, your head, when you say you, you've got everything you need right here. You know, I, yeah. I would say your head and I would say your heart as well. You've got everything yeah. you need, man. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, I, 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 I mourned for that, um, that chapter of my life. Uh, but you know, I think when you'd say that also, like having everything you need here and here that comes with a maturity of, of growth and understanding that it's, you have everything that you need really with your, your own person. And I'm, I'm very comfortable with myself as a person. Uh, I can live with myself. Uh, I don't know if I can speak for other people in that regard. You know, you have, you have to learn to love yourself. Um, in order to to stay strong in this matter, and you and I have both gone through these experiences where we've recognized that our power comes from within, not some existential like <laughs> situation that we're in. It's right. all coming from us. We create that. So we try to, you know, here on Metal Mastermind, we try to share that. We try to make that clear for everybody that all of this that we're trying to do is meant to also inspire that part of you too. You have what it is in yourself that makes the music that you create that's unique to you, right? Or art, even not just music, but whatever kind of creative endeavor that you're in. And that power is only able to be harnessed by yourself like I always said with my music was my music always kind of existed within the ether. I'm just kind of like it's messenger, right? The muses are the ones that are telling me that this is what it is. Right. And actually uh, the word um, I, like, I don't like to refer to myself in any boastful way, like genius, but there is, <laughs> there but is, you're about to do a, it. <laughs> but there is an, I actually don't even want to call myself that because I think there's just a really interesting attribution to that word because what genius used to mean back in the Greeks uh, time period was that you were literally just a messenger from the muses. That's literally all it meant. Um, and I always felt that I was just some catalyst. Um, and I, you could even see it in any time that I ever talked about Homeric. I always ever felt, I always had a hard time attributing Homeric to being really like mine, I always felt like it was just there. And I'm just the person who, you know, they get to talk through. <laughs> I think that's interesting though, Ken, you know, and I love that definition. I didn't know that was a definition. Um, and if I did before, I didn't remember it, but I, it's very interesting because 
uh, and I, I'm not going to get into believing in God and higher powers and, and that sort of thing, but, um, you know, I, I have a belief that there's a, there's a God and a higher power, but even if you're not on that page with me, uh, anybody listening, you know, there there's, you can call it a higher intelligence if you want to do that, right? There's something else there that if, if you are that genius to yourself by definition that we're, that we're talking about here, then there's something greater for your life. There's something greater for you to achieve and to create, right? So genius just being means being in tune with that thing, right? With right. that project, with that creation. So I I think that's a really good way to put it and a really good a good way to think about it. Are you in tune with yourself? Are you in tune with this vision that's being created, right? Are you yeah. in tune with that? Or you can tune it out if you want and, and never achieve that. You, you just yeah, need a choice I, to make. It, it's almost like, because um, I think people misconstrue genius with ego. Right, right. You know, so if you were to say something like Einstein is a genius, right? I think most people would agree with you, but they may agree with you in a different way. Right, and right. when you say Einstein is a genius in the way that we're talking about what we're saying here, um, Einstein was so in tune with mathematics that it was intuitive for him. Right. And Einstein wasn't good at mathematics in the beginning. It's just that Einstein had a certain way of absorbing information from mathematics that allowed him to communicate a much more complex theory. And he did it in a way where it felt natural to him. And that's just why we call them a genius. He was in tune to a point where it was instinctual. And that's something that I think that we all have a little bit of in ourselves, right? And I think it just takes a little bit of care and nurture to bring it out of you. You can tap into this genius that you have as, you know, a creative force. And Einstein mentioned that. He always talked about the creativity of mankind and how that was such a powerful element. There are so many quotes about Einstein talking about the creative. But, yeah. you know, this, this element of, of, of a genius really comes in this case from understanding where your power lies and knowing it to an instinctual level. Um, that's, that's, a, that's a rare trait that I think not everybody learns how to find in life, but some people do and they're recognized for it. Um, but I think we all have that spark. I think it's just a matter of whether or not you choose to uh, nurture that and bring it out of you to, to make what it is that you do best. Yeah. You know? That's awesome stuff, man. Um, what if we finish on a little bit lighter note here, dude? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we talked and thank you guys so much for listening, by the way. Uh, we, we appreciate you being a part of the metal mastermind family. We really hope you got a lot out of this, but, uh, on a lighter note, actually, it's kind of a heavy note here. Uh, you know, we were chatting about Metallica Psych. in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Psych. I love that idiot term. So, dude, what what is your favorite Metallica uh, album like right now? Um, and and Metallica why Metallica album? Yeah, yeah. If you had you to know, choose. actually, I like the more obscure one of uh, Symphony and Metallica. Mm. That's my favorite one. It's okay. a live album. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I really love that. That actually, that album was a big inspiration to me as to why I love symphonic metal. Because you have the orchestration, you have that down, dude. You're you're like the master yeah. of, of the metal orchestration. So thank you, man. That's awesome, dude. That's 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 interesting. I didn't, I wasn't sure what to expect, but I just didn't expect. I'd forgotten about that, you know. So <laughs> that's really interesting. Symphony um, Metallica. I think it was S and M. Yes and M. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, that, that was, was a great, great album. I love that one. What about you? It seems to change. Like like when I first started listening to Metallica, Puppets was was it, and, and I kind of went back back to that for a long time. Uh, but it was it was Justice or Puppets because those are my first two cassettes that I bought in 1988 or 89. Uh, but if you had to, if I had to, if I had to choose one right now today, because this changes, you know, our, our taste kind of change sometimes from week to week, day to day. But I would say Kill Them All right now, the very first because. 
there was so much just raw energy in that, you know, and the funny yeah. thing is the tone wasn't perfect, right? The drums weren't perfect. It's not the polished recordings that we're used to hearing today, but there was just so much raw energy. You can feel it when you're listening to that, man. It was just so, uh, that's just such a killer album. Again, I, I like a lot of Metallica stuff up through the Black Album. I didn't, I kind of, they kind of lost me after that a little. And I'm not saying that in a negative sense, you know, because mm-hmm. they're, they're speaking to another generation now. And hey, good for them. And I'm not saying their stuff's bad. It just, I, I think the older stuff sometimes captivates you because there was that moment in time that you relate it to, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But in any case, guys, I want to say thank you once again. Hey, head over to metalmastermind.com. I can't talk straight today. Metal, <laughs> I almost said metalmastermind.com. What am I thinking? Uh, something? That's, that's another. That's another good band too. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Uh, so head over to metalmastermind.com, guys. Click on courses. Check out all our courses we have out there, uh, especially our staple course, Metal Songwriters Forge. We've actually made a few hefty upgrades to that course ken and i and i've I've got one more uh, upgrade that we're working on now so that's coming soon so head over to metalmastermind.com if you're not in our songwriting course that's a great place to start um that's really what we want for all of you i want to say one thing and that course metal songwriters forge everything that we've been talking about and bringing about your genius really that's Mm. what it's about you know it's not a course on how to write good song it's a course on how to bring about inspiration and ideas into your songwriting so it's really very much tailored to you as a way to inspire you give you tools that could be useful but not in any way shape or form to tell you how to do something okay i think that's a very important distinction from our course versus a lot of other courses that are out there on songwriting. This is something that we want it to be uh, something that brings about your natural songwriter inside you. So I, I just wanted to ma- make that one point. It's an extremely valid point, and, and thanks for bringing it up, Ken. Uh, guys, on that note, uh, yeah, do go check out Metal Songwriters Forge on the website, metalmastermind.com. And as we always tell you, create your own sound.